Hello, everybody, and welcome back into another fabulous edition of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We have another great off-off-Broadway show from the wonderful La Mama Theater to bring to you today. And to do that, we've got a wonderful guest joining us. We have the actress Elizabeth Stallman, who is with La Mama's presentation of the Kremov Lab NYC production of Big Trip. It's playing September 24th through October 14th at La Mama Experimental Theater Club. And you can get your tickets and more information by visiting lamama.org. So with that, let's go ahead and welcome on our guest, Elizabeth. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. I am so excited that you're here. We always love to get a show that's playing at La Mama, which is one of the biggest and best sandboxes, I feel like, in New York. The, the work that gets done there is fantastic. So I'm excited to have you here to talk about this show, Big Trip, which is a two-parter, which is exciting, you know? So you get you you will leave the theater one night, you have to go back the next to see how it all wraps up, which I love. So can you start by telling us a little bit about what this show is about? <laughs> Great question. Well, so maybe I can begin by speaking a little bit about Dima and relating that to what piece he's created. So Dmitry Krimov came from Russia and he was doing a play at the Wilma, a Chekhov play, The Cherry Orchard at the Wilma Theater in Philadelphia with some incredible actors. And he, during which time the war in Ukraine broke out and he denounced the war in Ukraine by signing a letter with a lot of really well-established, famous, respected artists in Russia. And came there came a point where he, all of his shows or five of his many shows were shut down and he is no longer welcome in Russia and he can no longer do work there. So Dmitry, who is like in his late, 60s and was at the height of his game in Moscow, winning the equivalents of the, the Tony Awards. That, uh, uh, you know, an artistic journey that has taken him a lifetime is now starting from scratch here. And he's bringing two parts of a piece together at La Mama. And La Mama has been so incredibly welcoming to him and giving them as much resources as they can to help produce his vision. So the first of his pieces, or the first of the big trip is a piece that he had developed in Russia, I wanna say eight or nine years ago, maybe more, and with young Russian actors. And it centers around the Pushkin's novel, Eugene Onegin, which is kind of like a poem novel. And it's like the equivalent of like Hamlet for us. So it's like, really well established in their culture as something very familiar and something that is referenced a lot and you know throughout like common everyday vocabulary has this Pushkin and Yegin within it so he's brought his own kids version which as you can imagine from a Russian director is deeply philosophical sometimes dark super funny 
And he's bringing that with our bodies, these American, and well, actually we're kind of an international crew, but this, this crew of New York City actors creating this piece again. So that is what we're doing in the first part. And the second part is investigating three different pieces by, well, two of which are by Hemingway, two short stories, and one is an act of Eugene O'Neill's Desire and Bams. So that is called Love Stories, and that's investigating all the forms of love within these dark, funny, confusing pieces. So like, it's, it's really fun to see how he's brought his own artistic vocabulary to both of these pieces. And I think it's, um, to me, it was a new thing in New York City to see this kind of vocabulary. So it's really exciting that he's bringing something older and established in his repertoire and something brand, brand new. That's almost like an experiment. So La Mama is a great place to, for us to be experimenting. I love this. That sounds incredible. Wow. So how did you come upon this piece then? Yeah, good question. I was in my first year of grad school at Yale and the head of directing there is named Liz Diamond. She's an amazing director herself. And she always has her finger on the pulse in terms of international directors. And for years knew that Dmitry Krimov was somebody who she wanted to bring to Yale to teach to her students. And he himself is a teacher and has had his own school there teaching, from what I understand, designers, actors, directors to create theater. And he came to Yale a few years in a row. And it was my first year of school. He was working with the directors and I am a, an actor. So I snuck into those classes and just soaked in every minute I could of observation. And pretty soon, you know, he's innately putting us on our feet, you know, immediately putting us on our feet. And he said, oh, wait, what are you doing there? You're an actor. Let's bring you into these experiments. That, And so he was teaching these students at Yale and I was able to benefit from the director's workshop. And, you know, and I did that for a couple of years because he came back for a few years. And then always I wanted to work with him and he would have, he would be in New York for a little bit doing workshops and it never worked out. And this, it was perfect timing for this opportunity that we developed last year. That's amazing. Well, now you've got these two parts, these two shows that you're putting together in the big trip and the journey that they've gone on with, with Dimitri, with this great director. What has it been like in particular developing these shows as you come up to opening night later this week? It's interesting that, well, for like logistic reasons, there was a point where I was going to be sharing a role with another actor, but then we ended up just splitting the plays entirely. So at one point last year, I was doing both productions of Eugene Onegin and Love Stories. So I can speak to that development and but I no longer am in love stories. I'm only in Anyagin. But it's he, Dimitri, is brilliant, and he thinks very visually. He thinks very philosophically, and he will have come in with these ideas of what the environment is, what the set will be. 
So immediately, you know, unlike a lot of traditional American ways of working with theater, we work with designers immediately. And so he speaks with them and the designers come into the room and they create the set and they continue to innovate the set. And the set speaks to his direction. It speaks to the acting. And without the set we and the costumes and the lighting and the sound, it just, we wouldn't be able to work on the piece. So immediately it's full production mode off, off to the races. And he directs in a way that, for example, with Eugene Onegin, he had already produced this play in Russia. And Dimitri isn't completely fluent in English. He can speak English, but he's, it's not obviously his primary source of communication. So he works with Tatiana Kaikin, who is our translator. And she translates his direction and interprets his direction. So he brought his published book of the play, Eugene and Yegan, with all the stage directions, got on his feet and acted it out by telling us what happens here, what happens here, who goes there, who goes there. And then you go here and then you sit down and then you do this and then try this and then try this. And then that, that's it. And that was our first rehearsal. Him essentially painting out the entire vision of the play and then us trying to wonder if we should be remembering this, if it will sink in slowly, if it, and so incrementally we go through the piece that he'd established see what continues to work within our vocabulary and see what doesn't and reinvent things because the war in Ukraine has completely affected a lot of his work. And so as like an immigrant, as an outsider, as somebody who's starting from scratch. So the work was both based on what he had already established and continued to be innovated as we went through. That's incredible. That is, what a process. Wow. Oh, yeah. So fun. So with such a complex work, is there a message or a thought that you're hoping audiences will take away from it? Well, broadly speaking, I think what Dima Krimov offers is a new theatrical vo vocabulary. And I think exposure to his sense of humor, his rhythms, his sense of truth within, sometimes within very big gestures, his visual metaphors, which are profound and surprise. And I think it's unlike theatrical experience that many of us have interacted with, which is really exciting. I think for, to speak to part one, the Pushkin on again, I think Dima wanted to focus on upending assumptions as we play these kind of misfit in Russian immigrants and hoping the audience is surprised by their level of profound observation, resilience, transformation. And I think he wants people to see that there's a whole nother layer to what you imagine a person's life to be. And for love stories, I think it's exciting because we're watching the, one of his newest pieces. 
and we're watching how it we're watching not only where it is now but how it might continue to develop and we're seeing the growth of little tiny ideas that we developed in a tiny black box last year and now we're seeing it more fleshed out in this gorgeous la mama space and that one to me i mean it's all an experiment we're all hoping that the audiences are feeling like they're seeing something risky. Maybe they can't quite put their finger on what is happening. There's like a certain relinquishing of power, but also like uh, sitting on the edge of the seat to try to find meaning for yourself in what is being expressed on stage. I love that. Wow. This sounds so exciting. It's so fun. Yeah, we're having a blast. It's totally fun and really hard work and physically demanding, like in a way that I haven't experienced in a long time. And it reminds (laughs) you that actors, you know, I'm trying to remember that to be safe, you know, physically speaking, because we're doing such fun, wild, big things. And also a reminder of like, oh, this is why people want to be strong so that they don't get hurt doing crazy things on stage. But it's yeah, it's super fun. Well, that kind of leads me to my final question for this first part, which is who do you hope have access to your shows? The people who came to our last showing in this tiny little black box theater of like 30 people at a time were an array of Russian, recent Russian immigrants, Russian immigrants from the wave in the 70s and 80s who are welcoming Dima and what he stands for into the New York City culture. And both of those communities are really meaningful to perform for. And also, I think it's going to be exciting for New York City theater artists and theater goers to see something new, something daring, someone who I, I'm curious about people who are interested in exploding their idea of what theater can be and should be. And I also hope that for Eugene and Megan's Pushkin, because it's a kid's show, I hope kids come. And it's dark and funny, but I think I was raised in the Children's Theater Company of Minneapolis culture, and they never patronized or condescended to the children there. And I don't think this show does that in the least. So this it would be really fun if kids came. want to change things up now for our second part of the interview and let our listeners kind of pick your brain get to know you a little bit better and i want to start with our perennial first question which is what or who inspires you what playwrights composers or shows from the past have inspired you or are just some that you love oh this, these are great questions wait i have to really I want to make sure that I say 
the things that I want to say because it could be <laughs> wow. Well, I love Will Aubrey. I love Jeremy O'Harris, who I've worked with. I love Annie Baker. These are playwrights who inspire me, who take form and have transformed it. And I love Ivo Van Hove's work, who is sort of in aligned with Dima's work in terms of visual gestures that are giant and striking. And I'm excited by... Oh, this is like, I could keep going on and on, but I want to make sure that I say what I want to say. In terms of younger artists, I really love Dustin Hill's work. I think he's an incredible director who works in beautiful visual vocabulary. And I'm sure I'm missing like a hundred people who I am so excited by. Whitney White's work and... And I also am thinking about like the actors when I was younger who inspired me, who are Minneapolis-based actors who came up from a young age in the Guthrie Theater, regional theater world, like Sally Winger or Sarah Agnew, who came up through June Loon, which no longer exists. But these are actresses whose lives and their sensibilities and their artistry have always really inspired me. So yeah, those are some examples of some people, yeah. I love that list though. What a great list to have. Well, I know you've been very busy with the show, but by any chance, have you seen any great theater lately you might be able to recommend to our listeners? Oh, well, I did just see Annie Baker's play, which is why I was inspired by it. Yeah, it's funny to talk playwrights actually in the context of Dima Krimov because Dima is almost anti-tech. And almost anti like script. And we would have to do our own like secret script meetings to and work with our dramaturg to see if what we're saying, because English is not his first language. So it wasn't always primary to him to, it was really about the visual. So we would work together to figure out if what we're saying is cohesive, what we're saying stands up to what he wants. So it's, it's fun to think about like Annie Baker, who's uh, to me, the opposite of, of Dima Krivoff, but like to reference her work is really funny in this context. I love that. Oh, I love that. Well, I am just loving your enthusiasm. I love this conversation and it's, I'm so excited to ask this question, which is what is your favorite part about working in the theater? Oh, wow. You know, it keeps developing. It's funny, I think on a day-to-day basis, the people are the thing that draw me there. I love being inspired by fellow actors and artists and designers and crew. And I find theater people to be some of the most funny, empathetic, creative, sharp people out there. And I, I love being in the theater community. And I also love audiences obviously this can't happen without audiences and so it feels so meaningful to deliver a piece of theater that you know is has poignancy it may not hit everyone the same way but I love the feeling of knowing that I'm connecting with an audience and it's not explicit 
you know, it's not, you know, I'm not like waiting outside for people's comments, although I love looking through the curtain, just using the audience. That's so fun. But like on stage, you as an actor, you can feel when what we're all creating on stage is landing with them. And that is a intangible but deeply felt experience that makes theater making so profound. What a wonderful answer. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And we have now arrived at my favorite question to ask guests, and that is, what is your favorite theater memory? Growing up in Minneapolis, there was a theater company called Teatro de la Jeune Moon. And it was headed by a man named Dominique Saran, who's still doing work in Minneapolis. And growing up, going to Carmen, the opera, in his in that theater, was one of the most magical memories of my young life. No, I take it back. Growing up and going to the Seagull that he directed was so magical. All these productions are magical, but. At a young age, I had the opportunity to see how he could move giant birch trees on stage by pushing them back and forth. And that, and somebody asked him afterwards, why, why did the trees move? You know, like as if there was symbolism to a very specific meaning. And I, the, in a talk, Dominique said, if you could move a tree, wouldn't you? And just thinking like, oh, this is magic. This is gorgeous magic that we're creating. And that, yeah, transportive. That was a transportive piece of theater. I love that. I just, what an incredible memory. I lo- And I love that response about the trees. I mean, that's. that's I know it was beautiful. perfect. He was, he's so smart. It, it's simple and profound and awesome. Yeah, that's just so beautiful. I, mm. Thank you so much for sharing that memory. Oh, yeah. Are there any other projects or productions you have coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you? Wow, good question. Yeah, I'll be doing this, a new Tectonic Theater Projects, brand new production of Here There Are Blueberries at New York Theater Workshop. So right across the street this spring, it'll be in, I get to work at another East 4th Street venue. And I'm so excited for that New York City premiere. It's going to be fantastic and it's profound and, and, and meaningful and it's, it's exciting. And I feel really privileged to be working downtown so much this year. That is amazing. We love East 4th Street, or as I like to call it, the off-off-Broadway theater row. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> Yeah, so exactly. Theater. My favorite theater is down there. So I just, I've always admired both of these institutions, and it's a dream come true to be able to be working at both of them this year. That sounds exciting. I can't wait for that show. Congrats on that. Oh, yeah. Thank My you. final question for you is if our listeners want more information about Big Trip or about you, perhaps they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do that? Oh, I guess I'm on Facebook. I'm really not on Instagram, which I really understand is the, is the contemporary way of getting to in touch with people but I'm on Facebook you can totally friend me and if you want more information on Dima Krimov Labs NYC project go to lamama.com 
org. Perfect. And you can also follow us on our cleanlabnyc.com website for further. There are bound to be more productions down the road. And with the collaboration of either Lamama or somebody else, we hope to continue our innovations downtown. It's very exciting. Perfect. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so, so much for taking the time to speak with me today. This has been fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. And I am so excited for all the hard work you've been putting in to finally come to fruition and for this incredible show. I should say incredible shows. So thank you so much for stopping by today. Thank you. I appreciate so much that you're elevating downtown theater and off-Broadway theater and bringing voices to all of us who are creating work. And it's very exciting. So thank you very much for this opportunity. Thank you. My guest today has been the actress Elizabeth Stallman, who is part of La Mama's presentation of the Kremov Lab NYC production of Big Trip. It's playing September 24th through October 14th at La Mama Experimental Theater Club. And you can get your tickets and more information by visiting lamama.org. You can also get more information about Kremov Lab NYC by visiting their website, kremovlabnyc.com. And we'll have all of this information posted on our social media as well as on our episode description. But make sure you make a night of it and head down to La Mama Experimental Theater Club. And I should say make two nights of it since there are two shows part of this, September 24th through October 14th. Check out lamama.org to find out when each show is playing and catch Big Trip. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap those candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. Two friends from old New York town met in a foreign land. One thing the praises of If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you. And the lights of old Broadway.